Super Talk Mississippi Media Production. Toyota of Brookhaven has been voted best new car dealership in Southwest Mississippi four years in a row. Come see the difference. Exit 40 Brookhaven or online at toyotabrookhaven.com. Great service, great savings. At Toyota of Brookhaven, we deliver. Welcome, everyone, to the Rebel Report. I'm Michael Borky. Always glad, always glad that you are with me. Talking a couple of things today. I've got a thought on the quarterback situation because you got to almost every day at this point. And uh, something that we have learned, or I think that we have learned during training camp for Ole Miss. So that's what we're going to be talking about today. Again, my name is Michael Borky. This is the Rebel Report. If you are listening in browser, uh, pull up your phone, go to your favorite podcast app, search Rebel Report, and subscribe there. No need to listen in browser anymore. Just have it on your phone. Let it auto-populate to your phone every day so you don't have to wait to see it show up on social media. Just search Rebel Report and subscribe there. Also follow me, Michael Borky, on Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube. So follow, subscribe, like. I think that's the right order, right? Follow on Twitter, like on Facebook, subscribe on YouTube. Yeah, nailed it. So follow, like, and subscribe to my social channels at Michael Borky. First thing, uh, so Ole Miss has transitioned out of training camp mode and into game preparation mode, which means, by the way, that you're not going to get any more videos or reports or observations or anything from practice. That is over. Ole Miss uh, probably not going to open up practice again until the spring. And I understand that. I I, I don't think that um, you know practice access is necessary at this point. I mean, they're transitioning to game mode. You've got a weird quote from Rich Rodriguez yesterday. Yeah, Rich Rodriguez is still a head coach, this time at Jacksonville State. Uh, about Stephen F. Austin spying on his program multiple times and his daughter caught them. Yeah, It's bizarre. Either way, so to avoid the shenanigans, I understand shutting down and closing practice, but that is, that's what has happened. That's where we are at this point. Practice has been shut down. We are nine days away from the start of the season, so it's here, and they have transitioned away from camp into game preparation mode, so therefore no more... Uh, media access at practice, which uh, again is fine. But now that they have transitioned into game prep mode, we still don't know who the quarterback is going to be. We don't know. We don't know who the quarterback is going to be. And I have talked about it a lot. Everybody's talked about it a lot. We talk about it on the radio show basically every day. We don't know who the quarterback is going to be. He hasn't named one yet. This is probably until they actually name a starter the last time I'm going to talk about it with you. I mean, the depth chart comes out on Monday, so maybe we get a clue there. This will be the last time I talk about it with you until we get something a little bit more definitive, though. And I will leave you with a final thought on it because people are, or some people anyway, I don't know how you yourself falls in this category, but some people, some Ole Miss fans are worried why hasn't a guy emerged? Why haven't they named a starter? What what is going on? Are they going to play two quarterbacks? All that stuff. Uh, you know, maybe they do. I do think though it's important to remember precedent. And we do have precedent for Lane Kiffin and naming a quarterback specifically at Ole Miss. Now, not every situation is created equal, but put your thinking caps on for a second and flashback 
to the 2020 season. And there was a, quote, competition between Matt Corral and John Rice Plumley. Now, everybody around here, if we were being honest with ourselves, and I think on the radio show did a really good job of understanding that there, there wasn't a competition at all, it, it was Matt Corral's job, and, and everybody knew that. But nationally, nationally, everybody was talking about, I mean, the great Cole Kublik, who I really enjoy and, and think he's insightful and very smart and, and should be upgraded from the sidelines into the booth on the SEC network and, and even better than that. I, I think he is uh, among the best, if not the best, covering SEC football in terms of analysis and insight. He's the best. But he came on our radio show and talked about how it's Plumlee's job. And we were like, no, Cole, that's not true. So despite the perception nationally that it was a competition and what was coming out of training camp and preseason practice was it is a competition. They hid it or tried to hide it so much that the depth chart going into the Florida game, the game week depth chart, the thing that gets released every Monday, the thing that's going to get released this coming Monday, did not have Matt Corral listed as the starter. They did the or thing between the two of them. We did not know for sure. I mean, we knew who it was going to be, but it wasn't acknowledged by the team until Matt Corral took the field on the Saturday of the Florida game. They didn't say it. They did not announce quarterback one until the Florida game when everybody knew who the quarterback was going to be. It was obvious to the team. It was obvious to the coaches. That was Matt Corral's football team, and every single person on the planet knew it, but they didn't acknowledge it publicly. Am I saying that this is the same? No, I am absolutely not saying that this is the same. This could be totally different. Lane Kiffin could truly have no clue who his quarterback is going to be, and he hasn't made a decision because he can't make a decision, and these guys are just so close, and there is no separation. He has no idea who his quarterback is going to be. That is possibly true. It it is entire. I mean, it, it might even be the more likely situation that he really just truly does not know and they have no idea and they haven't decided and they don't have a clue. That is possible, if not the more likely outcome. However, however, if he did know, precedent tells us he wouldn't tell us anyway because he didn't tell us that Matt Corral was his guy, even though everybody knew, especially him, very early that Matt Corral was his guy. So what I'm saying to you is seven minutes of talking to say to you, don't worry about it. (laughs) I don't think there is a reason to worry about it until given a real reason. Because as I've said to you before, the absence of information gets filled with speculation and mostly worry. In, In this case, I wouldn't be. Number one, because history shows you that you shouldn't be worried about Lane Kiffin's ability to get good quarterback play. Uh, but but number two, because just because he hasn't told you yet or hasn't announced it yet or is playing coy does not n- automatically mean it's bad. It could just be what happened in 2020, that they, they know who they're going to go with, but they're not going to say anything because what's what, why do they need to? 
Maybe that's happening here. Maybe it's not. Maybe on Monday he will uh, announce a starter. That's entirely possible as well. I'm not going to talk about it anymore, though. I'm not. I mean, there's nothing else to do until they name a starter. This is the the final time because precedent history shows us that he's not going to name a starter, even if it's obvious to him and everybody else. This case may not be so obvious, but either way, nine days until the first game, we're going to find out soon enough. And it's hard. It's hard to go into a season to buy tickets, to, to make your travel plans, to go to the first game without knowing who the starting quarterback is going to be. But, hey, at this point, no no more practices are open. There's going to be no more reports. He's clearly not given us much. So uh, don't worry about it. it, it that's a long, very long-winded way to say, just don't worry about it. Just don't worry about it. The podcast is brought to you by Advantage Business Systems. ABSMS.com is the website. ABSMS.com is the website. Advantage Business Systems. If you are in the market for office technology, anything from copiers and printers and mail machines to cloud storage and data security, Advantage Business Systems has you covered. So, again, anywhere inside of the state of Mississippi, if you need office technology, they are who you should go with. If you tell them I sent you, you'll get a complimentary office technology assessment. So you tell them what you need, what your budget is, and they will come out, give you an assessment, a quote on me, absms.com. The podcast is also brought to you by LBs, just across from Kroger on University Avenue, right there in Oxford. Go by, and when you go by, tell Greg and the good people there that uh, that I sent you, they'll hook you up. They also have daily lunch specials Monday through Friday. If you don't feel like doing the cooking, they'll do the cooking for you. But it is the best place in this state to get your meat. And so you're going to be watching your Week Zero games. I'm going to be watching the Week Zero games. And if you're like me, you're going to want to put something on the grill. I'm going to be smoking a pork butt this weekend. Uh, You know, plain and simple. uh, Not intricate. Uh, It's a very easy recipe that I completely stole from Malcolm Reed. He's the best. Go to howtobbqright.com. Uh, that's who I'm going to follow this weekend while I'm watching Nebraska Northwestern and Illinois Wyoming in between that and the Vanderbilt game that night. If you're going, if you want to be like me, you should at least in this case anyway. I wouldn't recommend you taking other things from me, but that I do. Uh, do some cooking this weekend and get that started at LB's again, just across from Kroger on University. Tell Greg or anybody there that I sent you. So now that camp is over and they've transitioned to game week, the question is, have we learned anything? We've talked about that before, but now that camp is over, have we learned anything about this team going into this season? There were so many question marks. There are still going to be a lot of question marks that we won't be able to answer, probably, you hope anyway, until they play Kentucky. You hope that they just blow out these four teams to start the season. We'll be able to learn a little bit in these first four games, but you hope we really don't know how good this team actually is until they play Kentucky. But is there anything at all that we've learned about this team during training camp? And I think a couple of things at least are noteworthy. The first one that has stood out to me is the way that Lane Kiffin's talked about the wide receivers. And I've talked to a couple of people that have seen them practice in scrimmage. And I, I don't think that the wide receiver position is as dire as 
I did a few weeks ago. And as a lot of other people think that it is. Now, there are still questions like who is going to step up. It's a lot of if and but and maybe or this guy or this guy. There's not a whole lot of proven, at least in an Ole Miss uniform. Jonathan Mingo, when healthy, can be a high-level wide receiver. And the coaches put him, what, second-team preseason All-SEC from the coaches. So the coaches obviously see the potential in Jonathan Mingo, but that's all they see because production hasn't been there for a full season because so far he, he hasn't stayed healthy. I think Malik Heath is not proven or been proven anyway at the SEC level. You know he can be a good, capable wide receiver at this level, but he did it somewhere else, hadn't done it at Ole Miss yet. Flash Robinson is a guy that Lane Kiffin joked about the other day uh, about telling him to if he's going to sit in the training room any longer, he should take a red shirt because J.J. Henry is coming to take his spot. Um, I, I have heard great things about uh, Flash Robinson. Uh, is what they call him, uh, Jalen Robinson, though, the, the UCF transfer. I've heard incredible things about him, but it hadn't happened at Ole Miss yet. Lane Kiffin has raved multiple times about J.J. Henry. There's there's a lot of potential there. It's not proven yet, but I do think that room, despite not being proven, has the talent to be a very capable group of wide receivers. And there's some, again, not proven, but in terms of talent, I think that is they're they're better there than I thought they were a few weeks ago, and then I think they're better there than maybe they thought they were a few weeks ago. A couple of guys during camp have emerged. Now again, it's unproven. I understand that, but I do think they can be better at wide receiver than people are giving them credit for going in to this season, and. The obvious is linebacker. Kiffin's talked about linebacker a bunch. Very unproven there. You've heard many times people mention it, and they're right, about Mark Robinson and Chance Campbell and what they're doing so far in the preseason in the NFL. Those were objectively great SEC linebackers last year, and you're losing them both, and that's a difficult transition. I mean, Troy Brown has got to be good, but you don't know who else is going to play the position and how effective they are. That That is an area of deep uh, concern. You're, you're going to see situations where they've, they've experimented with guys that have been recruited as defensive linemen playing linebacker or the bigger safeties playing essentially linebacker. They've messed around with that a little bit. We won't know what that looks like for a while, but if they are concerned about one thing the most, it is definitely the linebacker position. So I don't know if we've learned anything about that other than they are as concerned maybe as you are about that spot. Not that they don't think they're barren of talent. This isn't a situation where they're going to have to play a walk-on that athletically doesn't belong on the field in the SEC. That's not exactly the case here, but it is seemingly a thin position group where they're not quite sure what it's going to look like until the ball gets snapped. That is if I had to guess without being inside the meeting rooms, that is a, a position group that they are the most worried about on this team is linebacker. But uh, I'll finish with you on a positive note. Everybody's talked about the defensive line. And based on if you really listen to Lane Kiffin, who doesn't embellish much in his press opportunities, and then what other people who either cover the program or uh, have been around the program have said, they are extremely deep at defensive line. Now, there isn't a guy that they may not have a Sam Williams right now, although I think Cedric Johnson is a guy that can be similar to Sam Williams. I mean, Sam Williams might even start 
day one for the Cowboys. And, I mean, they love him, and he's been dominating their, frankly, kind of bad offensive line in, in training camp so far. He, he's He's been quite good and showed you why he was worth a second-round pick. But, man, I, I think that they have learned so far during this that they are they are truly deep there. There may not be that first-round pick front-line guy but I've talked about KD Hill with you guys before. He was very solid. And he's really experienced, and he lost a little bit of of bad weight this offseason, and he's just steady. He's just solid and steady. Uh, Aiton and Gordon were good at the end of last year uh, as well. Uh, Lane Kiffin raves about uh, J.J. Pegues, and he's going to be a little bit raw because he hasn't played defensive line really uh, until the transition, but uh, raves about his athleticism. Uh, they've got true depth there. They they really do. I mean, you, you are, if you look at a depth chart, they are, I mean, three deep in, in some spots up front. I mean, nobody talks about Tavius Robinson, for example, uh, a steady guy. I mean, he's not going to blow you away. His stats aren't going to blow you away, but you've got a physical specimen that's going to give you solid snaps. It, it is, I mean, Ty Malone, who, you know, misses a lot because he plays baseball in the spring and stuff. People keep asking me, you know, is Ty Malone going to play? I mean, probably, but he's getting buried in the depth chart a little bit, which is a good thing. It's a very, very good thing. A guy with his athletic ability and talent on Old Miss teams past would have just had to play because they had nobody else with his skill level or his talent level, his raw talent level. And in this case, he might be a third teamer. It is, if you listen to the coaches and the players in some cases and the people around the program talk up front, there may not be a superstar, but the the depth up front is real. And that is something that they have learned and talked about time and time again uh, in training camp going into this season is that they believe they have got a really, really good uh, deep, two, three deep, defensive line unit and that should make it easier on whoever's playing linebacker to get acclimated and play better you know high school is not college but um when I played linebacker in high school I absolutely hated playing behind a couple of guys that played defensive line in front of us a good defensive lineman in front of you makes your life so much easier as a linebacker so if they are as good as they are up front on the defensive line it will help mask a possible weakness at the linebacker spot on defense if they are good up front and if linebacker is not as good as they were hoping. So um, it's not much because we haven't gotten much. They don't give us much. But from what we know, I do think that they like a couple of guys that have emerged at wide receiver. They really like their defensive line. They they love their secondary uh, as well. But we've known that, known that for a while. Um. And they're really concerned about linebacker. That is kind of where we sit nine days out from game week. Anything else that that we can talk about here is, and I've already probably gotten repetitive with you, but anything else is just kind of wait and see until the ball kicks off, and then then we'll know. That's when we'll know about quarterback. That's when we'll know about Chris Partridge's defensive style as a play caller and uh, the tight end position, everything. But I do think we've learned those those things during camp. That wide receivers better off. The defensive line depth is real, and linebacker is a big concern. Otherwise, we have to wait nine days to find out everything else. So, anyway, 
just be patient about quarterback. Uh, you know, if he doesn't name one, it's not a bad. It's not necessarily a bad thing. He sure, when you listen to him, doesn't seem okay. Concern's not the right word. Doesn't seem as bothered as some fans are about there not being a, a quarterback named yet. Read into that what you will, I guess. So, anyway, thank you guys so much for tuning in. I will see you again very, very soon. Don't forget to subscribe, like, all that good stuff. And, of course, I'll be on the radio this afternoon talking about this and a whole lot more with you. Check it out. You should if uh, if you don't already. I'll see you guys in the next one. A Super Talk Mississippi media production.